Accomplishment Coaching is proud to present the following fine programming. Accomplishment Coaching, where coaches lead and leaders coach. AccomplishmentCoaching.com. Welcome to The Coaching Show with your host, Master Certified Coach, Christopher McCollum. And thank you, Dick Warren. Thank you, dear listener, for being with us again. My name is Christopher McAuliffe, Master Certified Coach, here as I am each and every week with my, would you call me, would you call me a friend, Alex? Alex Terranova, Professional Certified Coach. I thought you told me to call you dad. This is... <laughs> <laughs> wow. And uh, no extra charge for the therapy included there. How are you, sir? What's happening? Oh my God, I'm good. I'm so much better than I was. Do you remember the last time that we podcasted? I shared with you when we were done, I was like, man, I wasn't, fe- I, I started not feeling well in the middle of the podcast. I shared this Uh-oh. with you at the end of it. Yeah. That often gave- happens though, right? This makes you. Yeah. Sick. But this time, you know, uh, it's the first case of you gave me COVID through a podcast. <laughs> wow. So you had the COVID. You, 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 first, I, I had the COVID first time and it was very weird, right? We were podcasting and I was fine. And then it was like, it was like as if you breathed on me and I was sick. And yeah, I had the COVID um, for the first time, which I thought this is really upsetting. You know, we in coaching, we, we relate to people as whole and complete. I thought the thing that was going to make me special and whole and complete was I would be one of the few that never got COVID. And one day they'd come for my blood, you know, and they'd want to, you know, I'd be I'm like a superhero. And so it was really disappointing to find out that I was also susceptible to this are you virus. well I'm, I, I know that you're you're teasing and making light about it but that's a serious disease are you are you well and happy yeah no i got i mean i think i was very uh, uh, you know in relationship to how it's impacting the world and other people i was very lucky i was uh i i was gently i want to say i was like i felt like i was hung over for 48 hours um that yeah, seems I, very I, mild yeah 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 i had like really light fever body aches and that's basically it and and was exercising four days later. Wow. So, yeah. and you've actually been hung over for more than that. So, so nothing new for you. <laughs> Maybe I was hung over and that's what the COVID test was picking up. The disappointing thing was it took out, I was supposed to go on vacation. And oh, I was supposed to go visit uh, my partner, Evan's family in Florida. And that morning was the morning we found out. Right. So, you know, we're going to get a psychosynthesis approach to this in just a few minutes, because I will tell you that you getting sick right before going to visit your partner's family <laughs> has all sorts of implications, and they are not about whether or not you wore a mask. All right. No, but we you're talk- well. We, we, we talked about this. It was, it was, <laughs> she was, she was a little concerned. How convenient. Um, so, and, uh, but you're double vaxxed and boosted and everything. And so you're well now. I'm well, yeah, I was well pretty quickly. I am vaxxed and and once boosted. Um, and you know, who knows? Obviously, we never know what it would be like if I wasn't, but Why whatever, sure? regardless, my experience of COVID was pretty lucky and pretty mild. Uh, the hardest part was actually just, you know, being us being like locked in a space together. You know, oh, yeah. two people we were supposed to be traveling, so we had no work on our it was it was great in the sense of like you get sick, you don't have any things to cancel but we're locked in a space together we can't go out right because we can't get anyone else sick luckily we live in uh you know san diego it's warm we could take walks and like be outside away from people and get like fresh air and sun but we're with each other 
for, you know, eight, 10 days, whatever, you know, was. And you know, you're always wanting to hear problems in my, in my relationship. You're always I really do. About that. Yeah. It, it was, it was tough. It was way tougher for me than it was for her. <laughs> I got snappy. I got frustrated. I was like, I don't want to be, I want to be alone. Um, you know, I became, I became like a little gremlin at that times. I said, I'm sorry a lot. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, I've been going through, I know that, I know that I sound delightful, but, uh, I've been going through some stress and some, uh, you know, all the things that go around it. So some sleeplessness and some, um, burning out. So we had a holiday weekend here in the United States. And I, um, I asked my wife, my wife is very active on vacation. Do you have, do you have this? Like, I am fine just sitting with a book by a pool someplace, but yeah. my wife is very active, crams everything into a day that should be three days worth. And so I said, would you please use your superpower to make sure that this weekend I have no time to fret, stress, or think about anything. Let's just go. So yeah. we did everything. We were kayaking and movies and out to food and meeting friends and doing all these things and playing games and doing projects at the house. And I'm exhausted, but refreshed that sounds yeah you gotta you gotta so there are two lessons there one is um always use your partner's superpowers for good right and second second of all um uh don't get to the stress out level that i was at people which Um, which i think is actually really hard in the world we're living in right now Right, hard. so many bad things. Right. Let's bring every in our day, every day. There's bad news. It seems like it every day. There's some kind of bad news, um, and yeah, you have yeah. whatever was happening in your life is still happening, and it seems like we are. It seems like every day there's a new rock bottom that we can dig ourselves like just a little bit lower as human beings. Uh, that actually came up a lot for me when being, you know, being sick, not having anything to do. I had to delete all my social media because it was just right. Everyone's righteous about everything. And I was like, I can't, it's just making me feel sicker and more annoyed. Um, But I think what you just described, like that is probably one of the best things about being in action all the time is you don't have time to go read the news and read social media and get in that stir of drama. And what a beautiful segue to our guest. And and thank you for all of our listeners for indulging us in our little tete-a-tete at the beginning of every show. But uh, if we're going to talk about what the world needs right now, at least one of the things we could use is resilience. Yes? The... Our guest is an extraordinary human being, just an amazing person who, uh, how many, how many coaches do you know, Alex, who have been the regional and world champion of sled dog racing teams? I don't know anyone who's ever, no, I mean, I see sled dog racing in movies, but I thought it was only a thing that happened in movies. I didn't know there were real people that do this. And that's just one of her many uh, accomplishments. Uh, in addition to being an educational trainer in the field of psychosynthesis counseling and working her way up to a counselor supervisor, she's been in uh, certified in psychosynthesis life coaching since 2016. She's also a coach trainer with the Synthesis Center and a creator or co-creator of over five professional coach training programs, including SCA's ICF accredited 165-hour transformational psychosynthesis life coach program. Say that three times really fast um we're delighted to welcome to our microphones christina i can call her chris 
Elizati, how did I do? Fantastic. Thank you, Christopher. And thank you, Alex, for this uh, uh, invitation. Uh, I'm impressed and uh, very honored to be here. And I will start, uh, uh, if uh, may I, just to insert uh, a third lesson. You mentioned two in your conversation. And um, the third lesson is, yes, COVID, COVID is uh, um, contagious and definitely we are truly impacted by this disease at many levels, but also love is contagious. And uh, this is what I'm here to talk to, because one of the definitions that um, I get from people working with me today as a professional coach uh, is I'm a person with uh, tough love. And this is good to me, because love, uh, uh, from my experience, uh, is uh, definitely a powerful antidote. And we use that as a word in coaching. Love uh, is a force, uh, is a driver. Love uh, uh, has many definitions, but um, it is something that uh, uh, needs to be understood, uh, practiced, and uh, definitely uh, exercised. That's just something that comes to my mind. Thanks for sharing that. I was, as, as, as Christopher was introducing you, I was thinking, wait, we need, I need to understand, and I, you need to tell us what psychosynthesis, psychosynthesis is, because I'm sitting here going, is she going to put two fingers to her head and jump into our minds and you know, start of controlling course. us like a, you know, like yes. a superhero. Well, All the time. Because <laughs> I want that skill. That would be really helpful with, with coaching clients. If we could get in their head and move them things around. Absolutely. What is it psychosynthesis? Is... So maybe I want to do a little step back and uh, um, just define psychosynthesis as uh, the science of the spirit. And today we can say that psychology that define the uh, science of the spirit, so to speak, the spirit as a soul, but it is a transpersonal psychology. It is not something weirdo. It is not something dogmatic. It is, uh, it is an approach that uh, is holistic, transformational and transpersonal. I'm teaching uh, uh, since uh, 2016 in coaching and uh, the school uh, I do have with my husband is a synthesis coaching associate. I was training with uh, the synthesis center in Massachusetts to get my certification after a year in counseling. I'm Italian living in Italy. The situation was uh, not easy for exercise the profession as a counselor, but most of that uh, since when I was young, I was racing as a dog, <laughs> not only that, um, I found myself uh, being, being very active, be, being, um, having more masculine energy in myself, and rather than being uh, uh, in a feminine attitude, like in counseling, listening, empathetic, I, I felt stuck. I'm very active and practical and driven by action, probably, and definitely because I had, I had more than 12 years in professional sport. 
and that's creating a mindset uh, that today uh, is one of the, my of my resources, definitely, but also one of my limits, so to speak. So psychosynthesis, a science of the spirit, uh, codified by the, um, Roberto Sagioli. He was a psychiatrist, Italian psychiatrist, uh, almost a century ago, um, and it it is to me a way to express myself truly myself, authentically myself, uh, because allow myself to practice uh, one of the other passion in my life, which is uh, the study of of the Vedic wisdom uh, tradition. Uh, A millennia ago, uh, coaching was already described into the Bhagavad Gita, which is a perfect coaching manual from a standpoint of self-leadership, self-realization, resilience, support, and so on. But it is not easy in today's world uh, when we are in, in another dimension to use such a wisdom. So I found psychosynthesis being the exactly um, compromise, which is not a bad word, (laughs) to practice this uh, science, because that's the approach, evidence-based methodology, to help people to get to the core, to to get to the essence in 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 a very how can I say, personalized and unique way. If, my, if this is just the beginning of the <laughs> psychosynthesis description, does it make sense, Alex, uh, my what? explanation? I, I, so I think I think, it, I think it makes sense. You shared a, a lot with us too, right? Outside of the, the description. Christopher, I know you're like sitting here <laughs> wanting to jump in. But my little rat-like mind is just blown. The Bhagavad Gita. Have you ever tried to read this, Alex? Yes, it's so it's. I've tried to read it multiple times, and I have like multiple different interpret uh, interpretations. Also, yeah, translations, right? Translations. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. So okay, so you've blown our mind because you brought in neuroscience and the Bhagavad Gita, which is, I guess, Vedic, right, as well as psychology and coaching. This, counseling. <laughs> I can't, I can't be the first person who seems boggled by this, right? How um, is it a series of uh, is, is the psychosynthesis approach sort of a, a series of things like first we do the first part then we do the second part? Or is it more of a holistic approach as you're working with a person that's designed to bring something out? Can you give us something about either the process or the foundation? I just go straight to the point if it's okay for you. <laughs> the point is so speaking from through the lens of this methodology, um, we are all of us uh, as a human being, but not only so remaining into the realm of the human being, we are inhabited by a multiplicity. So I am not just Christina, the counselor, the coach, uh, the supervisor, the MCC, and uh, uh, I'm also, I did in my past, uh, so it is in my unconscious, I was a professional select dog racer, uh, and then uh, uh, I'm a mother, and then I'm a wife, and then I'm a daughter, and I am mountain climber, I, lo- I love uh, music and art and so forth and so on, just 
to give you an example, each one of these momentum in my life, they do have uh, memories, they do have experience, skills, uh, mindset, and we do have a specific map, which is def uh, defined a star diagram, which is the representation of the psychological function, thinking, emotion, imagination, sensation, impulse, desire, intuition, and will. All of those elements which represent our instrument to experience life, change accordingly to our role. If I'm exercising my supersonality, this is the name as a jolly defined a century ago, as a, as a racer, um, everything I'm approaching, like for example, <laughs> my career in, co in, in coaching, um, has a very high target excellent target so i do the i do my best to get to where i want to be at the top my mindset was built upon racing and when i was racing i was race, racing to win not to participate so i have a strong mindset to get to the best to the top doing my best and I'm proud about that, not because I feel a super, you know, super woman or, you know, um, to be super by in Italian, we say, you know, a, a super ego, but because I did that, I did my best. I found myself into the deep suffering and the highest joy in my life. And today I can share if necessary, my experience with my client, even without speaking, because I have some experience and I can understand and be a model eventually, which is one of the foundation in psychosynthesis, being an ideal model, someone being there and on that. And through the experience, people realize if she did that, I can do the same. And I can be a model. This is one of the wonderful approach that psychosynthesis allows. But if I'm using continuously in every you know, role in my life, this mindset of excellence, I become a pain in the wherever, if you know what I mean. We have different words for it, yeah. Okay. So... I have to manage myself and change accordingly to another role. And this is not so easy. I have some years of practice, experience, and so forth and so on. But people, they do not know that they are inhabited by different parts. And they just come to coaching, that's the point, with a goal related to a supersonality, wanting to reach a goal. But actually, they may be wanting something else and along the process what is emerging it's yes that's where i want to go but we are exploring deeply and into the dimension of the psyche deeply so idly uh, deep down in ourselves into our core of our being the meaning the purpose and the the value related to the goal they be, that they belong to another dimension. So yes, to answer to your question, Christo, Christopher, we uh, approach first the personality, which is kind of horizontal dimension of working with the client to arrive to a solid 
foundation of the personality around the center, which is named the I. I, Christina, which many parts I, Christina, I have parts, but I am more than that. And this more is myself, which does not belong to the personal dimension because belong to the transpersonal dimension, which is another dimension. We cannot understand with the rational mind, touch with the senses, but we can arrive there through intuition and so forth and so on. I stop because otherwise I will speak for two years, maybe. <laughs> Christina, um, please. I'm curious about, you know, we started this episode and we talked a little bit about like, you know, it seems like there's, I said, it seems like there's bad news and problems nonstop. And I'm curious from your experience, sled dog racing seems like a sport where there would be constantly outside influence of problems, right? There's animals that you're dealing with the way it clear. If you're sledding, it has to be very cold. Um, what do you, what did you learn about dealing with the things that you can't control that you bring to your clients or what, you know, as they, as they show up to the world that is really challenging right now? I love the question and I was expecting a question like that. <laughs> so thank you for your question. And uh, I just, you know, go back to my, to my uh, youth when I, I was doing that. Dogs are to me brother and sister. My non-dual approach means that there's not animals, but they are my partner in life. And uh, with them, when I was young, in my 19, uh, up to you know, late 20, um, I was living with them as we live with pet dogs, but we were approaching life together racing because they are born for race huskies uh, siberian huskies they are born for race and uh, we were um I, I was having with them an empathetic communication there, there is not it is not like with the horses you now you have reins and you have uh, things to it's just voice so they have to understand that they have to relate with uh, with mushers that's the name with at the time i was a musher and we were communicating with voice and there was a clear communication so i i think that this was one of the major learning among others if i can communicate with another realm which does not you know use my languages but we were totally synchronized because the excitement, the willingness, the strength to win was present. And I can assure the time uh, there were not so many women, there were not so many pure breed dog uh, uh, racing in at the world level. And uh, I was winning because my love and the love we share, it was the most powerful uh, ignition in, in race. So that's one side of this love, which is tough because we were really preparing and sacrifice everything to get where we, where 
we have been. But then another thing that I do remember specifically, uh, it was a, in, two, in two situations in uh, 1992 and 1994, my last race, both uh, the World Championship in Austria, uh, and uh, when I was ra racing my last race in Fairbanks, Alaska, I was almost sick before uh, 500 meters to the to the goal, the, the, the arrival, winning, and I was totally exhausted. So I, I have no reserve, nothing. I was gave everything and I said to myself okay now I finish my oh, sorry, finish my race and I'm losing because I have no energy nothing and I'm out of resources then something happened I I heard my name called from thousand people at the end of the race and my name was called and there was it was something incredible, a shift in myself, in my mind, and the energy coming from the outside allow myself to go behind myself. And this is the behind today. I know it's there. I didn't know I had the energy to win in the last few meters, but without an external input, I was finished. So I know that I've been there, and uh, today I, that's what I'm doing with my client. When I arrive, you know, oh, you know, yeah, I'm there listening, and I say to myself, "This is a, a one mindset, so personality, self-belief, self-talk, this empowering," and I'm there listening to the point where I'm do not listening anymore, and then what I'm doing, I'm calling the self of the person and there is a shift that the person get to the point with resources that they didn't know they are there not just potentiality but the eyes potentiality this is amazing an amazing experience i did that i've been there i know what does it mean having something inside this is the good side of my life then i have another part i can share eventually which is not so fun well, would you like to share that now? If it makes sense, yes. So when clients come to me, because they know maybe they don't, but then if they come, something happens, uh, that they can find someone being there and on that. I got not only a gold medal when I was racing and years of winning race, so I have a strong, a strong attitude of, you know, being a coach and, to me, my personal understanding is we born coach. We can learn the coaching skills and become a great coach, but we do born coach. And when you born coach as a coach and you train yourself as a coach, I think there is a bit of difference. Because then another experience and we jump ahead in life, that's why in the title, how to transform one's life experience into powerful coaching skills. It was 2008. Um, 
uh, that point in my life, uh, I had everything. I was finishing my race. I was having uh, uh, conducting uh, a refuge in the mountain, which one of my passion and so forth and so on. Two children, uh, magnificent life. Uh, I had everything. And in one moment, uh, I said to myself, self, I miss something. I want to back to my study because I always learn, love to learn. But at the time, 2008, uh, there was no online learning and so forth. So I, I was not able to go in person uh, to study, etc. And the first training I found was into the field of the Vedic science. So I said, wow, that's what's that? And I applied for study and get a master in Indo-Vedic psychology. It was February 8th of Amazing. February, 2008. Yeah. The first exam was the psychology of the Bhagavad Gita, uh, just to speak about Bhagavad Gita again. 10 days later, I found myself with my son in Milan in the oncological department, pediatric department. And my son was diagnosed cancer. And he died nine months later, 12 years old. My strength Just comes from what I learned through the Bhagavad Gita, which was provided to me 10 days previously. A few days later. And this is a synchronicity that in psychosynthesis we do take under serious consideration because we are living in this reality, but there is something more. And I'm not something, you know, particularly dogmatic. Uh, uh, I'm not dogmatic at all, but I'm profoundly spiritual as a person. So what's happened, uh, you know, in that, in that time where nobody wants to think and be, I lost everything. Everything was changed in a moment. Um, and uh, I learned again once, once more to be stronger and be strong for my daughter, for my daughter, for my son, and so forth and so on. And I was using definitely all the experience in my past, the magnificent landscape in the north and the snow and the rays and the dog and the freedom, which was not available there. So into the most dark moment in my life, uh, I found my strength to be present to my son, to my daughter, to my family, to myself by deep down into the knowledge of something that to me is the most important things. Because then I realized uh, in 2009, January, that, uh, you know, everything is nice to have, but there's just one thing that's important. It does not belong to that dimension. And I will stop there if it makes sense. Thank you. Just Thank you so much for sharing that. That's heartbreaking. And it seems like you're just been sharing it. You experience it again. And I appreciate that generosity. You're sort of demonstrating, I think, what you say about using your own life experience in your coaching and leadership. What, um, 
Tired of presentations with no impact, no inspiration, and no traction? Do dull speakers have you and your team disengaged and distracted by smartphones? Christopher McAuliffe brings energy, insights, and two decades of experience delivered with punch, humor, and heart. Your team will leave energized, uplifted, and with a sense of purpose. Visit ChristopherMcAuliffe.com to bring some heat to your next speaking engagement. M-C-A-U-L-I-F-F-E. ChristopherMcAuliffe.com. Are you seeking to change your career to something that is both fulfilling and challenging? Do you want to help people reach their full potential and strive to achieve their dreams? Would you like to inspire those around you and help create a better world? If you're serious about a career change or just want to explore the craft of personal coaching, contact Accomplishment Coaching with locations across the country in Washington, D.C., Seattle, Chicago, New York City, and San Diego. Accomplishment Coaching is the leading institution in personal coaching. Our staff carefully monitors the entire program live during the training process and have met the strict standards of ICF International to achieve accreditation. Through a focus on quality instruction rather than endless modules of training, Accomplishment Coaching will guide you from your very first step all the way to becoming one of the finest coaches in the world. Visit AccomplishmentCoaching.com to learn more. Accomplishment Coaching, where coaches lead and leaders coach. Christopher McAuliffe is your source for the latest in the world of personal coaching. Whether it be speaking with such luminaries as Deepak Chopra or getting the newest techniques and innovation, The Coaching Show is always on the cutting edge of what's happening now. The Coaching Show is brought to you by Accomplishment Coaching, home of the world's finest coach training program. Here is Christopher McAuliffe, Master Certified Coach. This may be too broad of a question, but as someone who has trained You've, you've had extraordinary life experiences, the highest highs, the lowest low. And as someone who's studied everything from Vedic transition, uh, Vedic traditions to psychology, to neuroscience, to coaching and counseling, I'm wondering if you could wave your magic wand and give all coaches everywhere one shift, one tool, one place to look, what would you have coaches take on? Coaching is the way to me, again, in my understanding and life experience, is the way onward. And I found uh, an interesting description to help me about onward, forward, toward, because in Italian we have different words to approach that. But, uh, you know, thinking uh, uh, at the metaphor, and we do use metaphor, do we, in coaching? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I use it um, a lot, yes. Okay, so by you know, thinking as a, now I'm uh, using the, the, the metaphor I found, you know, uh, if a vehicle travel forward, it moves in the direction it is set to move toward. If a vehicle travel backward, it moves in the direction opposite to the direction settled to travel toward. If a vehicle travels onward, it continues toward its destination. And this is amazing because what's coaching is a way of moving onward. By moving toward the album, moving forward into a time frame, we do a very specific into the coaching, but we are always moving onward. And sometimes one step behind, one side you know, um, looking back or looking forward. But the question is, uh, when people come to coaching, and as I said previously, they come from a 
a part, a role, or you know, a self-image. I want to get there. Okay, let's dance. And then, uh, you know, among the, 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 the moving forward and toward the destination, if there is something ambiguous, then I'm there. And I'm good in doing that. I challenge the client in the beliefs because in psychosynthesis, belief, mindset, equal subpersonality. So I'm asking, who's talking now? Who wants to get there? And once you get there, what's it will be different for you, you as you without this role. And when you get there through that role of yourself, what will be different for yourself? So the self is always to me the beginning and the moving toward and forward and the ending point. Because moving onward, it's what Maslow underlines self actualization to the personal level, the level of personality, in a line of you know, horizontal line, we are moving forward in time. But also in a vertical line, we are growing in consciousness. And this is the transpersonal realm. Psychosynthesis provides a very unique approach since a century ago. And this is not old because um, today, and I'm very aware to what's around, um, self-leadership is all over the place. And I'm very pleased about that. But I'm just wondering, you know, what's truly there. Self-leadership, it is a journey of discovery, the multiplicity, managing the multiplicity, detaching uh, through a technique, which is a powerful antidote, this identification, getting to the point to be the witness of the inner dynamics. And I'm there to guide the process. I am the expert in the process, in the tools. I'm a totally ignorant person in a partnership about the experience of the person, but I'm very curious to know more. And by stimulating, as a, I was sharing, calling the person, the name, hey, you, 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 you know, something then shift. And the shift is, to, I can see you smiling. <laughs> it's something strange or does it make sense? It does make sense. I love the, you know, as we've been talking to you, you've, you've got so much depth to each thing. It feels like layers and layers. And so I'm writing notes furiously to, to keep up. But also I appreciate even, you know, if we took a step back and even look at the concept of self-leadership, right? I, I'm, I'm wondering if you don't mind going back and just addressing that notion, because it's a concept that seems like we would understand it, but I'm not sure we really get it as you're talking about it. Do you mind going back a step or am I Absolutely. interrupting? Absolutely. Oh, no, it is not easy. Uh, I know that uh, psychosynthesis is, is, is a depth uh, in, into the psychology field uh, is a niche uh, or as a crew, because I do have also a hat of a sommelier, a professional sommelier at the time. So the crew are of a niche into the niche. So we are wow. a small drop in the ocean. 
as a crew. But once uh, you get there, you get to a very sophisticated uh, piece of psychology dealing with the spiritual realm or the soul. And uh, the self-leadership process is a process of getting, as I said previously, to the point where I can manage my personality. So if my role, for example, of, you know, I'm competitive, I say to myself, we calma in Italian. We say, wait, easy, easy, stay there. I don't need you for the moment. It's a self-talk, but often I found myself saying, Christina, calma. And then I will pick up order, mindset or memory or role in my life to balance my personality so that's managing personality in order to get to the eye here i have to be a little bit technical otherwise self-leadership does make no sense the, the presupposition is that we have a uh, a sparkle of the self inhabiting the personality which is the eye pure awareness will without content, which is the witness observer and eventually the director of the personality once is able to use the subpersonality at will, which is not a work in the park, and then to uh, act upon you know, something which is ecological and sustainable. But then the realization that that, that sparkle actually belong to something br- uh, much more larger and higher and bigger and so forth, which is the self, then, you know, aligning, that's the point, the alignment between me and myself at the deepest level, it is uh, the momentum in which I can access what I, what I shared before, you know, the highest potentiality to deal with the most difficult or challenging moment in life. And this is the root of resilience at transpersonal level. Because as a seed, we have, as a James Hillman explained, a seed inside us wanting to emerge, but if the ground it is not fertile, or we do not uh, nourish the seed eventually, it will dry and die. And so it's the personality, how many times we face people that they look already dead. This is very unfortunate, but COVID accelerate and the war and things. But there is also the good, uh, the good news that self is the source of power and wisdom and we can ask to ourselves sometimes uh, what's the best way to deal with the situation what's the best way to look at myself and this is another point in our conversation self-acceptance because I did something that I'm not so proud of but uh, getting to the alignment between the self which is the source of the eye into the personality and looking ourselves not only from a different perspective, but from a different and higher perspective. And when I do that with my client, I would like to have them to <laughs> just share something. I saw people falling down in the ground, crying for compassion for themselves. 
looking at themselves from the self positioning and say, you know, I look to that self of mine in that moment and I feel compassion and I feel myself looking myself in that very moment doing something because that was survival but now I can, how can I say it was bad or I'm bad it was a way of survive I will maybe not behave like that again but from that perspective I can then accept it have compassion, learn the lesson, and behave myself differently eventually if I will find myself in same similar situation. So it's a process of empowerment by getting more and more in contact with my core value. And, uh, and I will stop. The defenses mechanism from the transpersonal realm of the psyche, they are more stronger than the defenses mechanism from the lower side of the psyche or unconscious. And, uh, uh, you know, when people, they, they even in the self-talk, uh, they say, oh, I'm so bad, I was a stupid. So, But very rarely I found people say, oh, I'm great, I'm good. And I have to use that technique in coaching, congratulate. Once with my supervisor, he was asking me, how did you congratulate yourself when you were winning for 12 years? They said, actually, I never congratulate myself. So I found myself in you know, a position of saying, what's going on? I'm teaching, I'm using that skill, but I didn't allow myself to celebrate myself and honor myself for what I did. Today, I'm working on that because I deserve that. And I'm honest to myself. What I did sometimes, it was very hard, very, you know, improvisation, survival. But I've been there, I've been through. And what was emerging is Christina today, living my life as a coach, which is my life. And helping people in a way that I do love, in a process to get, know themselves and use the value that they belong to themselves. Because if I behave under a value, which is not mine, that's become interesting. And, and then we stop. I will mention something in the Bhagavad Gita. Krishna says to Arjuna, metaphorically, the self and the I, it is better if you, if you do your duty even in a way that which is not perfect, perfect, rather than doing something perfectly for someone else. Does it make sense? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I, I think there's your everything you 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 share with us is is so deep and multi layered, and there's so many levels to to what you bring. I want to ask you because you've created a lot. Too. So I want to transition just a little bit to you've created multiple training coach training programs. Um, you've you've co-authored and contributed to journals and publications. What do you? And also you're a um, you evaluate. Um, I forget what the what it's called, but you evaluate people going for their MCC. You know, for the ICF. What do you think that coaches right now? that are work that are starting out or working their way up need 
to practice most or learn most to evolve, you know, maybe to the MCC level? Find the right mentor that will provide an ideal model. Not Christopher. Which is not... <laughs> <laughs> that's what I heard. I just want to be clear. That's what I heard. That's not what you said, but that's what I heard. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Who, me or Christopher? Maybe Christopher wants to say something about that. No, <laughs> no I'm used to it by now, Christina. It's just his defense, his transpersonal defense mechanism. That's all. <laughs> And that was interesting. Again, you know, I'm a good listener. The unconscious does not know the, neg the negativity, not the not. So when you say not Christopher, actually you are saying got to get to Christopher because unconsciously not uh, on negative side, they are not, the brain is not uh, wired to not but you just listen to the input. So you just said, Alex, go to Christopher, which is- Wait, so does this mean all the people that I've broken up with in my life, I actually want to go be with all of them? Uh, that I'm not broken, not that none of my relationships aware. have ever ended. <laughs> <laughs> awareness is a powerful tool <laughs> and we need to master how to use the awareness. Awareness this, in action, it is not and is working the park. So please. This feels like tricky psychology, like the, the, what, what do we, what do you do with reverse psychology with your kids, Christopher? This feels like, yeah, if I say I don't want something, then I want it. And, you know. Or logotherapy also. You want, get more and get more. Oh, that's it. This <laughs> is powerful too. So, sorry, I interrupted you. So you were saying that to get a mentor, get, uh, get the right mentor. An more? ideal model, an ideal model, which in psychosynthesis is one of the core concepts, which is a, an image that represents something I want to reach, not to be. I don't want to be like myself, <laughs> but I, I, I want to be uh, a model. So it's kind of uh, Maslow in the theory he wrote it, he read said that, you know, if one get there, give an example for other, so other can do the same because the one that been there and on that, so it's providing a driver. I was talking with one of my colleagues a few days ago and we were sharing uh, our ideas and things and I was saying things and then at the end of this, the, the, the conversation, she told me, you know, everything you said, I knew it, but then I didn't know it in the moment. I knew it when you said that. So I was kind of running against <laughs> and behind you. And this is what I did in my life. I was a leader when I was racing. I'm a leader today. And a, le a leader, as I'm sure you know, is a loner. A leader is a loner, but I'm not alone. I like to stay with people, working with people. I like uh, uh, to connect, uh, but I like to stay with myself sometimes. I need to stay with myself because I'm an introverted person. I need to think and process and let the counting and let emerge. 
so then I have, you know, my moment and takes note and so forth and so on. That's what I'm suggesting. Find a right, a right mentor that provide not only the knowledge to be an assessor, but also a life experience in the field, of course, of the coaching, which is the call for the person. There are a multiplicity of you know, variety of coaching approaches. Chris, I, I love that so much. And I find it surprising, you know, at least in North America, so much of coaching is focused on coaching skills as opposed to the person that we are. And as if, if we develop the skills, that will be enough. And I can sit and talk to a client about freedom or commitment or challenges without having to bring myself to it or without having to challenge myself. So the one thing that I'm taking most personally from our conversation today is that the opportunity of me is, uh, as a coach, as a leader, as a trainer is to challenge myself consistently to grow into the things that I'm working with my clients on. If I just took their experience, as a key for my growth points, that the challenge is for me to grow. Am I picking up what you're intending? This is the foundation of resilience. We are growing together in our in an onward journey, moving forward and toward the outcome, which will be different at the end of the session. Not maybe the outcome, but the person, because at the beginning we are dealing with a mindset with definitely will be different at the end of the journey if we did well our work. And that's what we want to do, to be excellent, to provide a successful journey. And this is another key word, is a journey. Into the journey we are partnering and in the partnership there are momentum in which I learn from the client, clients learn through me. I share my experience if they ask and they want and they uh, uh, they, they want that otherwise I otherwise I will remain silent but bear in mind that silence it is not empty it is into the silence that we find ourselves and I will conclude uh, I think we arrive almost at the end of our journey together with yes. one of the lovely thoughts in, in uh, the Yoga Sutra of Patanjali, which is not just the movement, the asana, but the science of the yoga, in which psychosynthesis stick perfectly in the self-realization process. It is yoga citta vritti nirodaha. What does it mean? The alignment between the I and the self uh, occurs once we are able to suspend the modification of the mental field, nirodaha, that silence, that the space of silence that we as a coach, we need to master. And that's the self, where the self belongs and where the self provides all the resources, the skill, love and power. And thank you for <laughs> letting me sharing my passion as you see there's passion in my it's a beautiful note for us to end on. And I would be very 
sad if I miss the opportunity to ask you. I, uh, my wife is Italian, so we've spent some time in Italy. You are, first of all, what part of Italy do you live in and are you from? I'm living in Valtellina in the north of the Alps near Switzerland. St. Moritz is one hour of drive from here. Sort of, sort of Milanese or more like the uh, Friuli? No, Milan, it's in Lombardy where I belong, but Milan, it's two hour driving. I'm in the north looking outside of my window. Uh, I can see the mountain and behind the mountain is Switzerland. Switzerland. Beautiful, beautiful, yeah. beautiful. And is there a difference when you work with a with a North American clientele, right? A, an executive or or someone who's from North America. What are the differences that you experience between that and working with someone in, from the European Union or the European continent? I'm working with the person, so there's no difference at all. My husband is non-American and I have been in North America many times in my life and I do consider myself kind of rooted in the North American side more than in Italy. But, you know, again, I'm there with someone that wants to know more about uh, themselves. So that's the point. Uh, there's no particularly difference, uh, actually, because I'm a life coach. Uh, I'm not an executive. I'm working with an executive, but I'm a life coach. So people come if they want to, you know, uh, get to the point in their life uh, because they are into a change or such a movement. Thank you. Thank Christ you. Christina, where is the best place for people to learn more about you, to, to find you, to see your programs or to pretend, maybe work with you? Thank you, uh, Alex, for this question. It's, I, I do have a website, and uh, the website, uh, uh, you can write my name or is syntegritycoaching.com. Uh, um, it's my personal uh, website. Uh, and uh, Synthesis Coaching Associate is the school. Uh, we are ICF accredited school. And just a a quick note, why integrity? Because uh, my husband is the great nephew of uh, Sir Buckminster Fuller, which is one of the top dog into the field of uh, <laughs> many fields. And uh, Spaceship Earth is one of the mansion. So that's why integrity, because it's family stuff. And this is my approach. Okay. Very cool. So thank you. Yeah. Um, and we'll put your, your, all those links in the show notes. Thank, thank you, you for being, thank you for being here. Thank you for being with us. Um, and as Christopher said earlier, sharing the highs and the lows uh, of the journey. Um, and thanks for all you do. Christopher, is there anything? Just, I've been, I've been trying to figure out the spelling of Syntegrity Coaching, and I think it's S-Y-N-T-E-G-R-I-T-Y, S-Y-N-T-E-G-R-I-T-Y, coaching.com. That's how to reach it. Christina Pelizzati, Pelizzati, I've been practicing. Thank, Thank you so much you. for being Thank with you. us Thank you. I'm grateful for this opportunity and, uh, you know, Thank you from the bottom of my heart. 
It's been wonderful. Alex Terranova, we can find you at The Dream Mason, thedreammason.com. Anything that you want to share? What's coming up? You've got your book, Fictional Authenticity. You've got the, the contribution that you made to redefining masculinity. Anything else going on? Working on another book, but man, I, every time we bring people on here and they're MCCs, I'm, it's like more of a, you know, I'm in, in the process myself and it, it's, it's challenging, at least for me. <laughs> and so every time we bring people on, I'm like, man, it, you know, when we were talking about seeing if other people can do it, it's always a great reminder as more and more, right. I'm exposed to more MCCs on this show than I would be in any other place. So it's just a reminder, like we all these people have done this, which, and it's not a lot of people, right? I don't know the numbers, but it's a couple thousand maybe, right? In the whole world. Um, so, you know, I, I, for those listeners out there too, that are working on, you know, their PCC or their MCC, this is a great place to remind you of what's possible. <laughs> Beautiful. Alex, take great care. Again, thedreammason.com, or if you prefer to uh, reach out to Chris Pelizzatti, uh, check out Syntegrity. That's S-Y-N-T-E-G-R-I-T-Y, coaching.com. I'm Christopher McAuliffe. A shout out to our longtime sponsor of this program, Accomplishment Coaching, home of the world's finest coach training program. You can find out more by going to accomplishmentcoaching.com. And I thank you, dear listener, for being with us this week as every week, bringing you people out on the cutting edge, people that you need to know about, pioneers and others in coaching that are just plain interesting. I thank you for listening, and we will talk to you next week. That's it for today's episode. Thanks for listening to The Coaching Show. We will talk to you next week.